the benefits unemployment cliff. If you've been following macroeconomics for a while, you remember hearing about that a year ago or so, but you haven't heard it lately. But you will in this latest episode of Macro Peace Theater. I'm your narrator, Emil Kalinowski, and today's tale comes to us from Jeff Snyder, the bard of the bond market, also head of global research at Alhambra Partners, where he posted on the November of the 3rd of the 2021 a post titled The Wiley E. Powell Inflation. Are we really just going to ignore the cliff? We may have not noticed it, but a couple of weeks ago, months ago, there was an unemployment benefits cliff that went from several millions to effectively nothing. How are these people going to find income streams? In the real economy? Maybe. Maybe not. Last year did not end on a sound note. The initial rebound after 2020's recession was supposed to be a straight line lifting upward from the other side of the infamous V-shape. Such hopes had been dashed, though, and as the disappointing year wound toward its own end, yet another big problem loomed. In December 2020, millions of Americans still out of work were going to lose government benefits. The Department of Labor would later tally up the scale of this unemployment cliff. Once funding dried up, 5.33 million eventually rolled off either Pandemic Unemployment Assistance, PUA, or Pandemic Emergency Unemployment Claims, PUAC, in a bitter and painful twist to a fading recovery. The impact on inflation, very evident. Quickly forgotten, however, washed away in the tidal wave of more government handouts. Not just restoration of those unemployment programs, even bigger, the combined Treasury helicopters number two and number three, buoyed spirits as well as online consumer shopping. For a while, 2020's very ragged cliffed end and the material weakness it had indicated was overwhelmed as stimulus retook center stage. Obviously, we will never know what might have happened had the government believed in last year's hype and restrained itself. Elections and all that, as well as vaccines too. Still, maybe more thought should be given to why the first helicopter hadn't created recovery in the first place, leaving so many millions exposed to the negative whims of political employment policies. There is a chance, maybe a very good one, we find out this year. As 2021 draws closer to its final month, the good news is there won't be any unemployment cliff this December. The bad news, this is only because there was an even bigger one in September. In this rush toward taper, the inflation narrative pushing the Federal Reserve apparently leaves no room for reality. The economy is going to be even hotter, allegedly, so apparently we are all just going to pretend this massive precipice didn't happen or that somehow it won't even matter a little. And then Jeff here has a, uh, a graph that shows the cliff showing the pan pandemic unemployment assistance numbers just whoop, dropping down to pr practically zero 
effectively zero. The prior one, December 2020, took down more than 5 million pandemic claims temporarily. The latest one, like the last one, took down more than 8 million pandemic claims permanently. 8 million government payment streams vanish in a flash, or its economic equivalent of a condensed period spanning only five weeks. This really won't be something to consider? <laughs> no, of course not. Labor shortage. Haven't you heard? Setting aside the lack of market-clearing emotions surrounding the topic, even if there was a tight labor market, the numbers just don't add up to close to 8 million more. From late February to August, when the labor force reached the edge of the unemployment cliff, even during some of the best monthly job gains due to reopening in history, the establishment survey increased by only 4.1 million. The household survey, the larger survey encompassing household workers, especially informal gig workers, gained only 2.9 million. Remember what did not happen in September. As these 8 million lost their government payments throughout that month, they did not flood the jobs market. On the contrary, the labor force itself lost several hundred thousand more on top of the hundred thousand or so who didn't enter it. And worse than August, employment growth during September was decidedly minimal. In fact, you could see the recent trouble coming just by using unemployment claims data. The uptick in existing as well as new claims began around late July, just in time to sour the Fed's tying taper to projected continuous payrolls. Was this Q3 soft patch really only due to Delta COVID? If it was, then... As the economy shakes off its impacts, see today's ISM non-manufacturing record high, it is still faced with the unemployment cliff in 2021, which, unlike the one in 2020, is final. There's no restored fund funding coming, no helicopter number four on the horizon. And if Q3 slowdown isn't only attributable to the pandemic, as the bond market clearly sees it, the huge loss of pandemic claims only subtracts that much more from the fame fading stimulus regime already having given up most of its effects months ago. You might see why no one wants to talk about the unemployment cliff. Certainly not at the same time they're all in on red-hot inflation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Macro Peace Theater. You can find Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Snyder underscore AIP. You can find me on Twitter at Emil Kalinowski and on YouTube at the Emil Kalinowski YouTube channel. If you're listening to this, that's cool because I would assume that these sort of Macro Peace Theater readings are best consumed in an audible fashion, not visually. If you are watching this on YouTube, that means you've you're enjoying David Parkin's artwork as it flashes every 30 seconds or so. And that's cool, that's cool. But in case you didn't know it, you can also hear this in podcast form, which may be more easily digested that way. Okay, well, I hope you have a good rest of your day and I'll be reading at you again tomorrow.